0: For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfonderry. California turned the page on the coronavirus pandemic at the stroke of midnight. The state lifted most of its COVID-19 restrictions. No more state rules on social distancing. No more limits on capacity at restaurants, bars, supermarkets, gyms, stadiums, or just about anywhere else. Governor Gavin Newsom came to San Francisco to mark the pandemic milestone, saying the state is poised to come roaring back. Hopefulness and confidence that the best days are not behind us. But the best days are ahead of us. So in that spirit, um, I am here as well to uh, highlight and announce as the bells ring uh, in a new day uh, here, not only in San Francisco, but the state of California as we look forward. For now, masks will still be required in places like public transit, airports, healthcare, and indoor school classes. Californians who are unvaccinated are expected to wear masks, but the state will not require enforcement measures. The workplace safety agency, Cal OSHA, is expected to vote to change its rules on Thursday and allow fully vaccinated workers to drop their masks. The official U.S. death count from COVID 19 will top 600,000 today. It It's certainly an undercount. Democratic and Republican members of Congress held a moment of silence outside the Capitol last night to mark that milestone. Far-right Jewish ultra-nationalists are preparing to march through occupied East Jerusalem after the new Israeli government gave the go-ahead. Palestinians consider it a provocation. So does the Israeli group Ir Amin, which advocates for a peaceful resolution to the status of Jerusalem. Director Yudith Oppenheimer spoke to Al Jazeera. It's an awful timing. All these, all these tensions that brought the clashes and that brought the war are, are still there. You know, we are still trying to heal from what we had been going through uh, just a few weeks ago. Hamas, which is based in Gaza, has called on Palestinians to resist the march. Israeli media reported the military was on heightened alert in the occupied West Bank and along the Gaza border. A United Nations spokesman said U.N. officials have urged all sides to avoid provocations in order to solidify the informal ceasefire that halted last month's Gaza war. President Biden moved to end a 17-year-long dispute with the European Union over subsidies for aircraft manufacturers. The announcement will govern how much of a subsidy each can provide for its aircraft manufacturing giant, Boeing in the U.S., and Airbus in the European Union. The major breakthrough in the trade relationship came on the eve of Biden's highly anticipated meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Tough talk from Biden ahead of that meeting. I'm going to make clear to President Putin that there are areas where we can't cooperate if he chooses and if he chooses not to cooperate and acts in a way that he has in the past relative to cybersecurity and some other activities, then we will respond. A NATO summit communique on Monday declared China a constant security challenge and said the Chinese are working to undermine the global rules-based order. The Minnesota Court of Appeals has affirmed key approvals by state regulators of Enbridge Energy's Line 3 oil pipeline project. A three-judge panel ruled two to one that the Public Utilities Commission correctly granted Enbridge the permit the Canadian-based company needs for the Minnesota segment. More than 1,000 tribal and environmental activists gathered at construction sites near the headwaters of the Mississippi River to try to block the project, hundreds have already been arrested. Opponents of the more than $7 billion project say the heavy oil it carries will accelerate climate change and risk spills in areas where Native Americans harvest wild rice, hunt, fish, gather medicinal plants and claim treaty rights. Activists vow to keep up a summer of resistance. They're calling on President Biden to stop the project. A former government contractor who was sentenced to federal prison time and the longest sentence imposed for leaks to the news media has been released to home confinement. 29-year-old reality winner was moved to Home imprisonment and remains in the custody of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. She pleaded guilty in 2018 to a single count of transmitting national security information. Authorities never identified the news organization, but the Justice Department announced Winner's June 2017 arrest the same day The Intercept reported on a secret NSA document. It detailed Russian government efforts to penetrate a Florida-based supplier of voting software and the accounts of election officials ahead of the 2016 presidential election. The Freedom of the Press Foundation said winner's release was long overdue. I'm Eileen Alfonderry for Pacifica Radio.